with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock, Alan Richard in the host chair, Steve on the board. Must be time for 9, or After 9. First guest is here, Colin Carson, the CEO of Tourism Prince George. Good morning, Carl. Colin. Good morning, Alan. How are you doing today? Not too bad in yourself. Good. Now, the first thing I want to say is I'm glad that this is a little bit of a nitpicky point with some things. Okay. We can actually call this one the second annual long table harvest. Absolutely. Because so often you get people saying the first annual. Yeah. No, it isn't. <laughs> this is number two. This is number two. So it is now a second annual Absolutely. long table harvest. So obviously the first long table harvest must have gone off fairly well or you wouldn't be having a second one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a unique event for us uh, and I think for Prince George. But, um, you know, really um, bringing together local farmers, local chefs, local uh, beverage makers, you mm-hmm. know, winery, breweries, cideries, um, mm-hmm. all that, and kind of having a, a Prince George themed food night mm-hmm. um, and locally grown, locally made, all that sort of good stuff. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It was it did go really well year number one. We're really excited to bring back this event for the second annual. Yeah. And now I in the press release, it sounds like, OK, first off, it's the long table harvest. Mm hmm. Does that imply there's only one table that everybody's sitting at? Well, so last year that was the case. Okay. Uh, we had a, a table of 80 people. Um, oh so we had about 60 tickets for sale. Yeah. You know, we have some seats for the farmers, for the restaurants, mm-hmm. yeah. um, all those uh, people as well. This year it, it sold out in a week last year, so we really wanted to add some tickets. Um, but unfortunately, uh, it's pretty tough to have a table longer than that. So now <laughs> we've got 120 tickets total, um, and it's going to be 260 person's tables wow so still still a long table but we've got two long tables this year so if you are going and you're going with a friend make sure a you sit at the same table and make sure you sit fairly close to each other because you don't want to be hollering down to the other end of the table absolutely there'll be lots of great people there uh yeah. you'll sit next to someone interesting i'm sure so yeah and then you'll have more than more than enough to converse about with the food as well absolutely yeah i think it's it's a really unique uh kind of evening like we said and it's um you know, really kind of excited to highlight not only the local produce that we can grow in the mm-hmm. region and, you know, some really great stuff. And, and this time of year is when we start to see that produce really come through, but also highlighting these local chefs that are just so creative, oh. so talented at their at their industry and in their in their profession. So we're really looking forward to that. Now, with the produce, especially like last year, because it's done this year, you haven't probably seen it yet. But mm-hmm. last year, were there any items of produce that surprised you in terms of oh i didn't know you could grow that here um i I don't think so i think that uh you know i I think that one of the most uh uh beloved dishes from last year uh really focused on mushrooms which Mm. i know you could grow grow in prince george but um i think the the different varieties of mushrooms was uh, a little surprising to me last year and you know Mm. i'm uh, i'll I'll admit i don't know a whole lot about mushrooms so i don't know what kinds they were but um it was uh, you were just hoping they were the good kind exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so but there wasn't a theme or anything, right? It was no. just that all the chef, a lot of the chefs just happened to pick mushrooms as something in their dish. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what's great is, um, you know, it's it's something that we we tell the chefs, we give them a list of farmers, and they mm. reach out to the farmers. They see if they have the produce available, but um, it's really showcasing these talents of these chefs because, um, you know, we're telling them they have to use local farmers and stuff that's yeah. produced locally. So if, if they want to make a dish and it's something that you can't make in Prince George, they got to make an audible here and, and change what they're making. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's pretty unique in that sense. Um, and, and uh, yeah, just like really highlighting Prince George as a, as a destination. So now, last year, 
you said you had 60 tickets for sale. Yep. As far as you know, were all of them local people who were at the table, or did some people come in from out of town? Yeah, for the most part, it was local people mm-hmm. last year. Um, and that's one of those things for, for Tourism Prince George. Obviously, we want to be driving yes. overnight visitation. We want to be promoting this to people from out of town. So that was uh, last year. This was you know more of a test event. Yeah. Um, we wanted to see how it went. Hopefully, we can keep expanding this every year, and mm-hmm. um, it becomes a bit more of a tourist attraction um, for sure in the years to come. But but the other piece of that is is this night is is highlighting it, and it's the event. But really, we're doing a lot of other work with, you know, promoting farmers markets mm-hmm. um, and local produce, promoting local restaurants, promoting promoting the breweries, the winery, the cideries. So um, this is a, an evening to showcase all of that um, and not necessarily driving visitation with this specific evening. Yeah. But um, a lot of the work we do around food and beverage uh, is, is geared towards out of town people. And even if it's the local people who are there, they're getting a taste of what some of the local chefs and some of the local farms and everything can produce so when they've got friends coming in they can say well i'm going to go and pick up some stuff from this guy because i know yeah his produce is good or let's go out to this restaurant because they're local yeah absolutely and i think uh, our locals and and it goes to say it's anywhere in in the world but the locals yeah. are are the best advocates and the best critics yeah. um often mm-hmm. of of mm-hmm. the locations mm-hmm. and the places where they live so um you know if it is locals that uh, only locals that come to this event i think that's great we can make sure yeah. that they have a great experience and um you know you're right next time they're talking to someone from out of town they can mention how great their meal was that was yeah. prepared by the chef at northern lights estate winery yeah. or uh, or the chef at Afro-Caribbean Cuisine. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, one question I always like to ask about events in Prince George that I can't really ask this time because this is always an attractor, as you've probably noticed for events in Prince George, is there going to be food? Well, this is the long table harvest. There's going to be food. So let's skip, and I think you've already answered this question as well. There's going to be uh, well. There's going to be a lot of food, and there's going to be beverages. Absolutely, yeah. So I can I can give you give you a quick run through through yes. some of the pairings and stuff. Mm. So like like I mentioned, the chefs are are mm. being creative. We don't know the dishes, but we do know the chefs. I can I can tell you who the chefs yeah. are, and then who they're paired with for drinks. So um, we've got two cocktail hour. Um, dishes come, that are going to be served. Right. So it's actually the CNC culinary program. Oh, so the professional okay. chefs in training, right. yeah. they're going to be making those uh, two dishes um, and they're going to be paired. One of them is going to be paired with Northern Lights State Winery and one of them is going to be paired with Slaughterhouse Craft Cidery, a relatively new cidery yeah, here just west of town. Heard them. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then we've got uh, the first appetizer is going to be done by Afro-Caribbean Cuisine. Mm. That'll be paired with Deadfall Brewing. Mm-hmm. Second appetizer is going to be done by Fork in the Road, just south of town. The, right. um, and they're going to be paired with Trench. The main course is going to be Northern Lights State Winery Bistro paired with Crossroads. And then for dessert, we've got Origins Kitchen. So it, it tons been, and tons it, of food. It would have been too easy to pair the Northern Lights Estate Bistro with Northern Lights Estate Absolutely. Winery. But Absolutely. Yeah, no, we're going to throw a curveball at people yeah, here. For sure. So then, obviously, then the chefs and the winery or brewery they're working with, they talk to each other and the chefs say, okay, this is what we're going to make. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. These pairings are meant to kind of work with each other and, yeah. and uh, you know, bring out the best flavors in both. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see, you know, the appetizers that are with the type of beer that goes best with those types of appetizers. So that's really exciting. Again, mm-hmm. I think that's not something that I'm very good with yeah. at, at wine pairing or beer pairing. So to have, uh, you know, these professionals come in and do it for you, I think, is, uh, is a great experience. And I'm guessing, so since you were saying you don't know what the dishes are yet. Mm-hmm. 
So have they have they been told to sort of keep it under their hats until the day of? Uh, not necessarily, yeah. okay. no. Um, I think that uh, it's just a lot of it's going to come down to what produce is available next mm. week, um, in the next yes. week. So they, they, I'm sure the, the chefs have their, their ideas now. And um, we are, you know, we're preparing a menu um, so people can, can have a good view, uh, look at that. And that will be available soon. But, uh, yeah, we still still mm. a little bit secret on some of the dishes. Yeah. And I'm guessing... I guess on the one hand, with the hors d'oeuvres, it's not that hard because you were saying both of them are being prepared by the uh, chef students at CNC. Yeah. So they obviously are going to be talking to each other about, okay, what are you guys making? Okay, yeah. we'll make sure we don't make the same sort of thing. For sure. So make For it sure. so different. And and that's yeah it'll it'll all be different and even yeah. if there are dishes that are similar they'll be made with different things and they'll be different flavors so yeah. um, you know we're we're really looking forward to that I, I I will say that I think both of the appetizers are going to have a similar theme oh, so we've got okay. them working together a little bit so yeah. Afro Caribbean cuisine with fork in the root road two very different <sighs> yes. styles of cooking but I think there'll be a theme to those appetizers to oh, tie sure. them together a little bit so that again is a question of the chefs involved yeah. probably chatting with each other and saying. Okay, they can all. I can do. You know, I'm thinking about doing something like this. Is there something you can do that would work yeah, with that? Absolutely. Again, I think that like we're we're hosting this event, and uh, mm. but it's it's really just us showcasing the creativity of these chefs, mm-hmm. um, especially the chefs, but highlighting everything we can we can grow in Prince George and make in mm. Prince George. So we're now, just the conduit for for yeah. their creativity. Now at the event, there's going to be two long tables mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Is there anything else? Like, are any of the groups, like, is Northern Lights Estate perhaps having, like, a, a little booth off yeah, the side so, showing things? Yeah, so not too much like that. No. Um, each of the each of the farmers and chefs uh, and, and breweries, wineries, mm. will, will speak about their um, mm. pairing and, and right. what's involved in that. So you'll get a little feel from the people that make it um, about what's happening um, with their dish and with their drink. Um, so that'll be part of it. There will be a cash bar, too, if, if those mm. four drink pairings aren't yes. enough and you, and you can have some more um, and, and there'll be live music there'll be some entertainment and okay. stuff like that as well um, so uh, but that's that's pretty much it it's it's about the, the dining experience yeah. it's not about adding on other things to that now one thing that just occurred to me we have not mentioned it all yet when and where yeah absolutely that's a good point yeah so it's friday september 29th okay so, um, so friday, coming up yep. coming up yeah. this pretty quick here um and it's at art naps just west of town um okay. so in the greenhouses yeah. you know back to that theme mm. of growing things yeah. locally um and it's a really a nice cool setting spot where you can have a 60 seat table absolutely absolutely so yeah that's where it is and and the tickets include a shuttle um you know oh. we're obviously we're serving quite a few alcohol yes, beverages yes. here um so so that's important we want to make sure people are being safe with that mm-hmm. so um shuttle anywhere in town um will be included with the ticket price so so that's uh that's good too yeah and a sort of a strange question to somebody, but it just occurred to me who is going to be doing the actual serving of the food. Yeah, so we, we've hired someone to support with okay. that. We've got some of our Tourism Prince George staff that will be assisting with yeah. that, but uh, the people running the bar is a, is a separate person uh, that we've brought in to do that, and they'll have servers as well. So because, they'll be uh, the ones serving all the dishes yeah, as well. Yeah, okay. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, because it just occurred to me, all of a sudden, you've got 60-person tables. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's not... The, the average server is not used to that sort of thing. No, no. Yeah, you got to bring in the professionals for that, for sure. Yeah. And the other thing is, are you setting it up? Have you told them, okay, 
when you start with the first appetizer, if you start at that end of the table with the first appetizer, make sure you start at the other end with the second appetizer just so nobody feels left out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, these people are professionals. Yeah. I think that they're, uh, they've got a system all worked out to make sure it's nice and fair. Uh, oh. I, I don't, that's, that's over my pay grade for sure yeah. how that all works, but I know that, that they do a really good job in making sure that it's a, a great experience for everyone that'll be, that'll be there. Yeah. And so again, with the shuttle, that also means logically, you don't need to worry about where parking is because you're going to be using the shuttle. Probably. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so the uh, the shuttle is is only available on the way back. Um, mm. But so last year, and, and this is uh, not yet confirmed, but right. um, I believe Art Nap will lock their gates and then be right. there the next morning to open okay. them up, so you can leave vehicles in their parking yeah. lot. Um, yeah, or you can arrange for another trans- way yeah. of transportation to, to get, get out there. there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then knowing the shuttle is waiting when you're finished. Yeah. And roll onto it after filling yourself with Absolutely. all the food and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So what time does everything start? Yeah, so 6 p.m. Uh, next Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when everything gets going. And, uh, yeah, tickets are, are available on our website. Um, so tourismpg.com mm-hmm. um, for tickets. Uh, yeah, and uh, really uh, really going to be a fun night, I think, here uh, yeah. highlighting some local yeah. food and drink. And when do you usually get the get the first information for yourself about what – the foods are and can you sometimes so like you know looking at the names that they give you yeah can you can you usually kind of figure out what it's about or yeah yeah Yeah. well uh, sometimes and they'll they'll uh you know they'll tell us which farmers they've partnered with Mm. and who they've been in touch with to get produce and and different ingredients things like that or or local farms you know to get to get meat dishes um we're we're encouraging that as well Mm -hmm. um so they'll they'll let us know that by the end of this week we'll have a good idea what all the dishes are which which farms are involved um but uh but again yeah we we really want to let the chefs be creative here so um letting them do what they do best so just so i'm clear on this then the um the drinks portion is already set in stone as to which wineries or breweries are going to be involved but with the individual dishes it's up to the chefs to determine what farms they want to use. For sure. As yeah, long as absolutely. it's local. And, and same thing with the, the breweries and the winery yeah. and, and those things. Like the chef will work with them to yeah. – so, yeah, Tr- Trench is, is, the, uh, is the brewery that's going with Fork in the Road. Yeah. But they'll work together and be like, okay, Fork in the Road is making a certain type of dish that goes best with this type of beer. Mm-hmm. So then making sure that pairing's there. So, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're telling them which brewery they're working with, but then they have the creativity to find the right dish and, and, and beer combination. Yeah. And work with whichever farm they want in the area, whether it's somebody they've worked with before who they know yep. can produce what they need, yep. or whether they might have to go to a couple of the other chefs and say, I'm doing a dish that involves this, and I don't know right off the top of my head of anybody in town who does that. Is yeah. there anybody? Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the cool things that we're really looking forward to having as an outcome from this is is this i mean food is such an important part of travel in general yes um so and and obviously i think our our restaurant scene has really grown in the last few years in Mm -hmm. prince george um you know a lot of really great restaurants that we're really proud to highlight to to visitors the the side of that that's becoming really popular elsewhere and i think there's a big opportunity for prince george is these farm experiences yes. we've got the farmers market we've got both farmers markets where you yeah. can get local one produce there and one just down the road absolutely <laughs> um and and so th- those are great options for people right now but what we're hoping to release next year is actually a bit of a self-guided tour where oh, people can yeah. go on to these farms if they have produce stands at the end of their driveways yeah. if they're open to the public and people can go and experience the kind of the different side mm-hmm. of the food um of 
available in Prince George, while also highlighting those local restaurants that do buy local produce and support these farmers. So um, kind of tying this all together into a, a tour for um, for visitors, uh, a self-guided tour, albeit, mm. but um, something that people can experience while they're visiting. Now, a lot of the restaurants, the wineries, breweries for this year, are they the same as the ones last year? or So the, the breweries, wineries, they are. Yeah, um, because there's, just, there's sort of a limited choice there. There is a limited choice. Yeah. We've got all brand new chefs this year. Oh, um, wow. All from okay. different yeah. restaurants. So, so last year, um, you know, it was great, and we had yeah. an a- excellent experience with those chefs. But because we've got so many great restaurants and so many great chefs in Prince mm-hmm. George, we really wanted to highlight some new ones and, and give, uh, give some new chefs a, a chance to show their creativity. And it also means that somebody who came to the first long table harvest last year can come to the second annual event and know they're going to be getting new types of food. It's not like... Oh, this is you know this was a very good dish, but we had this last year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It'll be it'll be completely different. Uh, yeah, different chefs. Um, everything will be be different from from last year. Other mm-hmm. than the venue is the same, and it's still on a long table. Except that now there's two long tables. <laughs> now there's two long tables. Now, is ticket prices? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do they like? So they're one hundred fifty dollars uh, okay. for tickets. So not not a cheap night, but again, no. where it's a five course oh. meal with drink pairing with the yeah. shuttle included. So yeah. um, we think it's quite reasonable. It's it's not a money maker for tourism, Prince George. No. Um, we're not even breaking even on this event. It's <laughs> it's about us highlighting this local food scene. So um, that's the prices are yeah one hundred fifty dollars per ticket, and again available at tourismpg.com. Now, um, the seating when you get there. Is the seating assigned? Yeah, or? Okay. it will be assigned. Um, so yeah. that's something that we're we're going to work on, um, you know, just to make sure we can get everyone in in the right spots yeah. and, and fitting people into the if tables. There's three or four people together. Make yeah. sure that they're in one group, and you For don't sure. have somebody else sitting right in the middle of their group. Yeah, so. exactly. So if you're if you want to go with a couple or with a group mm. of people, make sure you buy your tickets together because that right. way your tickets will all be um, put together, and that ensure you'll see, be seated together as okay. well. Okay, and then when you come in, it's not like. Okay, we're going to open the doors, and now it's a mad rush for the tables. No, you've got your table and your seat assigned. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. Although the mad rush would be kind of fun. Would be kind of fun. Admit, yeah. <laughs> and then people would need that first drink. Exactly, exactly. Colin Carson, CEO, Tourism Prince George, Long Table Harvest. Where and when again? Yeah, Art Naps, uh, Prince George, so just west of town, though, um, and uh, next Friday at 6 p.m., September 29th. And tickets are at? TourismPG.com. Colin, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks so much, Alan. Okay, take a quick break and be back with more After 9. You ever thought to yourself, boy, it'd be nice to have a show that only features pop rock into a from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the odd time a little bit nearer? Well, you found the place. Saturday evenings, 9 to 11, it's all the map with Jimmy James, and it's the show that does feature pop rock into a from those decades. There's also the 930 1970s feature track, the 10 o'clock double shot, and to put the wraps on every week's show, the final vinyl feature. So tune in Saturday evenings, 9 to 11. It's all the map of Jimmy James, only here on 93.1 CFISFM. The Q3 Creative Business Hub is home to the Q3 Community Market. The market has tables available for home-based businesses year-round for greater exposure of your products and services. Reasonably priced in the air-conditioned comfort of the Q3 Creative Business Hub, it's ideal for crafters and independent professionals alike. Reserve your table today by emailing q3building at gmail.com. The Q3 Community Market, Saturdays from 830 to 2 at the corner of Quebec and 3rd. 
Are you thinking of selling your business? It's Dave Fuller here, a business coach and a business broker living right here in Prince George. The challenge of being a business owner is that much of our retirement funds are often tied up in the business. If you are getting ready to retire and sell your business, give me a call, 250-617-7467, and we can talk confidentially about how much your business might be worth and how you might be able to get that money out of the business and into your pocket. Again, Dave Fuller, 250-617-7467, or check out our website, pivotleader.com. At Pivot Leader, we help you grow, train, and sell your business. Forecast from Environment Canada. Cloudy today with a 60% chance of showers. Wind from the south at 20 started near noon, a high of 10. Tonight, cloudy with a 30% chance of showers this evening, then partly cloudy, a low of 5. For Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud at a high of 15. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, there's another number of events coming up in Prince George in the near future, and one of them, I guess you could almost say unfortunately, is somewhat appropriate today. Uh, Cold Snap Music Festival <laughs> has got their usual um, fall event coming up. This one is Dachat Inli 2023, which is Music in the Fall, and it is uh, set for October 21st, so it's still about a month away. And it's at the Knox Performance Center. And they do something like this every year, as I recall. Like Cold Snap itself is usually in January, but they almost always have an event in the fall. Just a sort of a, I think they call it a Cold Snap warm-up, but uh, not the way the weather is right now, Steve. Well, there you go. But Cold Snap. And then they should be announcing their guests reasonably soon as well, I would think. Or at least starting to announce who some of their performers are. The performers they've announced for um, the Music in the Fall show are uh, Matt Mack, Xenon Plus, and Shambayas Wilson, who I believe was at Cold Snap, the main festival last year, if I'm not mistaken. The name rings a bell from that. Well, I'm not familiar with no. uh, those. No. No. The doors open at 7 for Dachat uh, Shun Inli, and I'm hoping I'm coming close to pronouncing it correctly. Uh, Knox Performance said... The Knox Performance Center, have you had a chance to be in there yet, Steve, for anything? No. Oh, because all I've been hearing is good stuff about it. Like, it sounds like they've done a really good job of revamping what, of course, was a church. Mm-hmm. And um, I've heard about music being in there. I've heard about just um, plays and stuff like that. Like, I'm trying to remember, is that where um, Miracle Theater was for their show? earlier this year i think it was yeah and theirs is just a straight a straight if you will theatrical performance Mm -hmm. there's no music involved no no and that usually that usually means slightly different needs acoustically yes if you don't have music but uh no so we got that coming up and something else some of our listeners might be interested in hearing about because i know this is usually a very popular event usually held once a month the Golden Age Socials. The Golden Age. Golden Age what Socials. What does that mean? Old people? It, well, it's it's for older people. Like it's There's no set age, though, really. Like A lot of the people are golden agers, if you will, like 55 plus, 65 plus, whatever you want to define it as. Like ourselves. Yeah. But I know even a few years ago, um, I would go with mom to them. Oh, yeah. That's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah, worked out, and I I would occasionally see people I knew some some people even from the radio station in one form or another. But uh, no, so the first one is October the second. So that's 
That's pretty close. It's, I was about to say, you're thinking October. Okay, well, that's October. Wait a minute. That's Today pretty is close. September the 19th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's... not far uh, away. No, October the 2nd at the Civic Center. Starts at one thirty, and I did notice this year on the schedule, some of them are on Wednesdays, some of them are on Mondays, so you're going to have to keep track, mm. probably from the city website. But they've always got, like, they don't have, like, full meals or anything, but they've always got, like, some light snacks, which are prepared by local people. There you go. And there's always a little bit of entertainment from a local group, usually a group that is going to, shall we say, appeal more to that sort of um, audience. Gathering, yes. Like, we've had, I'm trying to remember who some of the groups were that we had when I went there with Mom. I'm pretty sure the Golden Age Fiddlers there a few times. And, I'm sure uh, Mom had uh, some. Yeah, they, yeah, that's a good act. Yeah, and a group from the Elks. I, if I remember correctly, I think their group, I think their group calls itself the Elks Elastic Band, and they call themselves the Elastic Band because they never know from one time to the next how many people are actually going to show up <laughs> for their uh, show. Oh, so it's it's elastic in terms of how many people they've got in the band. But again, so that's October the second at the Civic Center. Uh, you don't have to reserve. You can just show up. Um, if you do show up, though, just on your own, when you go in, check the tables because some of them will be marked as being reserved because um, a number of the different centers in town have, um, like, buses and stuff like that that they bring some of their people in. Uh-huh. And they like to have them all sit at one table. You betcha. So you've got to keep your eye open for that. I know... I think it was the first or second time that Mom went there. Mom and I went there. We said, oh, look, there's a table right near the front with nobody sitting at it. We got up there a little bit closer. Oh, there's a sign. Oh, reserved. Rats. Reserved. I know. If it's not for you, that's one of the worst words in the English language, isn't it? <laughs> um, and so what else we got coming? Oh, another event that a lot of people like. Um, ECRA, the Elder Citizens Recreation Association is having their craft fair, bake sale, and book sale October the 21st. So the same date, actually, as the uh, Cold Snap music thing. Mm-hmm. But there's runs from 9 until 2 at ECRA, which, of course, is 1692 10th Avenue. Okay. And this, again, it's one of those events. It's not along the same lines as, like, the craft fairs that you get from Studio 2880 putting on and stuff like that. But it is, to some extent, it's one of the first ones of the fall season, if you will, of the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Because, again, October 21st is not all that far away. I mean, you think about it. It's about a month away. And all of a sudden, that's only two months till Christmas. Which means today it's, it's only three months till Christmas, Steve. It's, yeah. Thanks for bringing that. I'm sorry. Thanks for mentioning it. Yeah. Well, some of these th- somebody has to talk about these things, Steve. I just Steve. don't want to hear the S word. Okay, fine. Be that way. Leave that out. Okay. We are going to take a quick break and be back with more after nine. This year's regional outreach exhibition from Two Rivers Gallery is Aaron Stagg's Otipimisawa, The People Who Own Themselves. The Valemont Museum is hosting the exhibition through Friday, followed by the McBride Valley Museum and Archives, October 17th to November 17th. Stop by if you're in the area for a look at this unique Aboriginal series, Otipimisawa, The People Who Own Themselves, on through Friday at the Valemont Museum. 
The 31st Annual Antiques and Collectibles Fair is back this fall. September 30th and October 1st, check out a great variety of antiques and collectibles at the Rolodome. Admission is just $5, $4 for seniors and students, and children under 6 get in free. A weekend pass is just $8. In support of the South Bowl Community Association, the 31st Annual Antiques and Collectibles Fair, Saturday, September 30th from 10 to 5, and Sunday, October 1st from 10 to 4 at the Rolodome. At Deb's Cafe and Specialty Bakery, we ask numerous diabetics to monitor their blood sugar after enjoying our baked goods and then share the results with us. Some said blood sugar went up, but the change was so mild it was irrelevant. Several said their blood sugar was unchanged, and several others showed us their blood sugar actually went down after eating our baked treats. If you're diabetic, check us out for yourself. You'll love our baking at Deb's Cafe on 7th and Quebec, next to Pharmasave. UNBC's Northern Sports Centre is presenting their Seniors' Day Open House. If you're 50 or older, join the Northern Sports Centre for fun and free fitness activities Sunday, October 1st. Bring your indoor shoes and take the facility tour for a chance to win a Northern Sports Centre membership and more. Check the National Seniors' Day Open House page under events at unbc.ca for a detailed schedule of activities. The Seniors' Day Open House. 10 to 3, Sunday, October 1st, at your Northern Sports Center. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. And we were talking food earlier with Colin Carson from Tourism PG about the Long Table Harvest, and we're still going to be talking food. Joined now by, okay, can you tell me again how to pronounce your yeah. first name? Thais. 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 Yeah. <laughs> BT is the last name. That part I can know. Yeah. And is it you and your husband then? Our yeah. food and travel influencers. Yeah, I started by myself. Mm-hmm. And then my husband, like little by little, he started joining me <laughs> and going to restaurants with me. So now, yeah, it's, it's just me on the page, but he's, be- he's behind the scenes. And okay. yeah, <laughs> he's always So, what there. is a food and travel influencer? Yeah, so a food influencer is someone who creates content online. Mm-hmm. Um, about food yeah. so and travel and that could happen um, like people might be influenced by them and in like purchases and um, mm-hmm. going to different restaurants uh, restaurants and different places to travel mm-hmm. so yeah it I like to say I'm more of a creator yeah. um, food food creator food and travel creator because whenever I go to a restaurant or travel I create content mm-hmm. and post on my page mm-hmm. So that was the other question I had was, <coughs> excuse me, food and travel influencer. Is it a food and travel influencer? Is it a food influencer <laughs> and or a travel influencer? Like are the two sort of separate? Both. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because whenever you're traveling, you're eating. Mm-hmm. So, and whenever you're eating, you're traveling too. Because yeah. depending on the the food that you're eating, like it could be from a different country. Okay. So, yeah, it's like a travel in your city. So basically. even if you're even if you're eating at a restaurant in Prince George, if their food is authentic ethnic from yeah. somewhere else, yeah. then to some extent you are traveling. Yeah. For the food. So okay. that's why I considered food and travel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, how long have you been doing this? Um, in October it's going to be a year. Wow. I started just like a, as a hobby. Um I was really, honestly, I was a little bored in Prince George because <laughs> like, we just moved here um, two year, almost two years ago. Yeah. And I didn't have friends. I didn't, mm. like, my, just at home with my kids all the time. Yeah. My ki- I was just, I just had one at the time. <laughs> and, 
yeah, so I decided to like create something like a page that, to share the places that I eat and to mm. talk about food because food brings people together. Yeah. And I needed community at that time. And it was just like a, a little bit after that I found the Brazilian community because I'm from Brazil. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So. So now yeah. I'm assuming that on your website, it's not like those jokes we see so often with somebody saying, Here's what I'm eating for lunch today. Click, and that's it. No. You've got a little bit more content than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't post a lot about the food I eat at home. Although mm. that's something I, I would like to do yeah. uh, in the future. Uh, it's more about local businesses and local restaurants, or locally owned restaurants too. Mm. Um, yeah, it's more like about the city. Okay. So, yeah. Now, when you're doing the restaurants, like. Do you get in touch with the restaurant ahead of time and let them know that you're coming in? At the beginning, I would just go. Okay. And then I would write a, a short review yeah. about the restaurant. I only post when I like the food. Yes. <laughs> and um, after a while, like last three months, mm -hmm. um, restaurants started reaching out to me ah. um, for me to go and try their right. food um, as like courtesy. And mm -hmm. then in, a, in return, I would like post my review online yeah. on, on my Instagram page. Yeah. So now, when the when the restaurant gets in touch with you, do they have sort of a dish in mind that is sort of their specialty that they yeah, want you to so try? Yeah, so sometimes they do. I mm -hmm. I always let them know, like yeah. I'm open. I don't have any allergies or anything, so no. I'm open to eat whatever they want to feature in the menu. Okay. If it's like a new fall menu or drinks and things like that, yeah. I I'm open to try like anything that they they're linked to. Yeah. So now when you and your husband go out, do you deliberately each try to get different dishes? And yeah. As, as, almost as different as you can from the yes, menu? Yes, yes. Yeah. And also um, food that would look really good in videos and photos. Yes, okay. So <laughs> yeah. the photos are still an important part yes, of it. Yes, yes. <laughs> now when they bring the food, do you ask them, does the restaurant ever do like a special preparation for your photo or do you get the photo? This is I what it's going to be like photo. if you come to the restaurant. Yes, yes. I wow. don't, yeah. There's no special preparation. It is yeah. like they give me whatever mm -hmm. they are used to doing. Yeah. At, at the okay. restaurant. So yeah. how, how did, from what you were saying that have you always, have you always enjoyed food? Yeah. <laughs> food is a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. um, in Brazil, it's a, oh, such yes. a food culture. And my grandma, she was a cook for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then my mom learned from her. And I, I learned from my mom. <laughs> and then it just goes from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. And food is such an important part of my life. And then that's why I decided to create the page. Because there was no, no Instagram page here on, on, mm -hmm. on Prince George that was specifically about food and travel as well. But more about food. And so I decided to <laughs> give it a shot and try. And it's working really well. So, when you started, did you have a few restaurants in mind when you got started in terms of saying, okay, I want to try this one, this one, and this one, yeah. and see what happens? So, we used to go out like twice a month, mm -hmm. uh, and then every time we would try a different restaurant, yeah. and the ones that I that I enjoyed most, I would post about it yeah. on my page, yeah, and do a short review, and just like inviting people to go check it out. So... Did you ever, did you ever get feedback from the restaurants after you posted the review? Yeah, mm -hmm. there was a lot of um, about. Yeah, I've done so far about twenty wow. businesses in Prince George, like 
yeah, yeah. ones that I reach out or the ones yeah. they reach out to me as well. And I always uh, hear good feedback that like people went mm -hmm. to the restaurant and then said, oh, I came because of the Instagram page Tasting Prince George. And, and then I, I'm always, always really happy about that because it means it's working and yeah. yeah. So do they say, do a lot of the people who come in ask for the specific dish that you had or do they just say it just sounds like it's good food and what else have you got? Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. um, often I get DMs from Instagram of people asking me like, what, what would I recommend mm -hmm. for like a dish right. that I would recommend for a certain restaurant mm -hmm. and if it's good and just asking me my opinion. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to help um, yeah. people like decide where they want to spend yeah. their money with food in the oh, city. Yeah. <laughs> now, have there been any of the restaurants you've gone to that you have gone home and said, I'm going to try to make that dish at home yes. because I like it, but I don't want to have to figure on going there all yes. the time. I want to make it here. Yes, for sure. Yeah, there's, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say names here of yep. restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, so I really like the restaurant Tan Vu, mm, yeah. the Vietnamese restaurant. Yeah. And then there's there, there's a specific dish there that it's mm. really delicious. And I, I tried to, uh, making it at home. It didn't turn out the same. <laughs> but I tried. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, different burgers and flavors that I mm -hmm. that I enjoyed and I tried to do at home. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come okay. back, we're going to talk some more about being a food and travel influencer <laughs> after 9. The City of Prince George provides affordable recreation for low-income families through the Leisure Access Program. The program provides opportunities for residents with limited income to participate in a variety of recreational activities. Leisure Access participants receive complimentary swimming or skating admissions, discounts on lessons, and free transit for children 12 and under accompanied by an adult on weekends. Applications are available through the Community Grants page under Community and Culture at PrinceGeorge.ca. The Prince George Folk Fest Society is presenting Daket Shun Inli Music in the Fall, Saturday, October 21st at the Knox Performance Center. This eclectic evening of music will weave together elements of pop, hip-hop, and R&B, featuring the artists Matt Mack, Zenon Plus, and local favorite Symbiaz Wilson. Tickets are just $25 each, available online through coldsnapfestival.com. A warm-up for February's Cold Snap Music Festival, Daket Shun Inli, Saturday, October 21st at Knox Performance Center, downtown on 5th. The 31st Annual Antiques and Collectibles Fair is back this fall. September 30th and October 1st, check out a great variety of antiques and collectibles at the Rolodome. Admission is just $5, $4 for seniors and students, and children under 6 get in free. A weekend pass is just $8. In support of the South Bowl Community Association, the 31st Annual Antiques and Collectibles Fair, Saturday, September 30th from 10 to 5, and Sunday, October 1st from 10 to 4 at the Rolodome forecast from Environment Canada. Cloudy today with a 60% chance of showers. Wind from the south at 20 started near noon, a high of 10. Tonight, cloudy with a 30% chance of showers this evening, then partly cloudy, a low of 5. For Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 15. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Okay, talking with Thais Beatty. I got it right. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Um, but being a food and travel. Now, before we get back to food, because we're going to keep talking about that because I love talking about food, travel as well. Like you were saying, when you go, like you were mentioning Tan Vu, which is the Vietnamese restaurant. So when you go to eat there, you are sort of capturing a little bit of Vietnam in the thing. 
do you do any traveling away from Prince George and do restaurant stuff? Yeah, so so far I haven't gone to anywhere outside of Prince George, mm-hmm. like other than like Fort St. James, um, mm-hmm. Vanderhoof. I also tried some restaurants there that I really loved. Yeah. Um, but we're planning a trip to the island because my husband's family is from okay. from Pender Island. Yeah. So we're we're gonna go for the whole month of October, and so mm-hmm. we're we plan to do some traveling to Salt Spring yeah. Island, Pender Island, Victoria, Nanaimo, mm-hmm. some yeah, all the islands around there. So I'm really excited to share as well. Even though the page, my page <laughs> is called <coughs> Tasting Prince George. <laughs> mm. um, I also, like, I hope to co- create content about uh, different cities in BC as well. So now when you're going on this trip to the islands, are, are you letting, are you, are you doing some research ahead of time for re- restaurants that you think yeah. you'd like to stop in at? Okay. Yeah, so I already follow all their pages mm-hmm. um, from Victoria, from the okay. island, yeah. um, like food influencers as well. So I always, yeah, I'm going to check out some restaurants in the page and then even reach out to them and yeah. then see if they want to do something something together. And yeah. Because yeah. the nice thing is you can reach out to them yeah. and you can say, in case you're wondering or in case you want to see what I do, Here's my page. Yeah. And they can go to that and they can say, okay, yeah, this looks good. Yeah. Now, when you're looking at the restaurants that are down there, are you sort of looking a little bit maybe at restaurants that offer cuisine that isn't in Prince George? Just for something yeah. different? Yeah, I could try doing something yeah. like that. Yeah, something, some food there we don't have it here no. yet. <laughs> and I mean, admittedly, you know, if somebody likes a particular type of dish and there isn't a restaurant that serves it in Prince George, the odds are they're not going to travel to Nanaimo just yes. to eat out. But <laughs> it's nice if they know if they're down there anyways, Yeah, there's a restaurant here that serves yeah. that type of food. For sure. So I plan to do that and reach out to the restaurants and see. So I think you were saying earlier when you started, you were doing like one a month. Yeah, twice a month. Yeah. Twice a month. Yeah. Is that still about the plan or are you doing it more frequently now? Well, now that I have collaborated with mm-hmm. a bunch of restaurants here um, and I've been getting invites quite frequently, yeah. um, there's no, like, I guess there's no timeline. No. I, I think I'm just going to post as, as I go to restaurants and as I try. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then on your posts, there's nothing saying, you know, at noon on Wednesday, there's going to be a new post. No. no it's just whenever <laughs> you've been to a restaurant. Yeah. And when you go to the restaurant, do you usually try to do the stuff up, like, as soon as possible after you get home? Just so, well, it's still fresh in your mind? I, I write it down um, mm-hmm. as soon as I get home or if, even if at the restaurant, like, if yeah, I have take time, some notes, yeah. take some notes. And I also al- always like to talk to the chef mm. or to the owner of the restaurant if right. they're there. I always ask the story of the restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, about the name, uh, why, did they ch- why did they choose that name. Um, yeah, so it's really nice to get to know the o- restaurant owners and their stories. Yeah. Do you sometimes, when you're talking to the chefs, ask for maybe a little bit of a hint as to how they did up the dish that you were eating no actually no. i haven't okay. done that that's a good idea <laughs> well, because, no, so it's just thinking, you know, sometimes you say you try to make a couple of them at home yeah. but obviously if you don't have a recipe or anything it's hard, yeah. then it's sort of okay i think there was some of this in it because i thought mm-hmm. i tasted this <laughs> and i'll put some of this in yeah but if you if you even just talk to something they're not going to give you the full recipe yeah. obviously because yeah. it's it's theirs yeah. but if they give you a bit of an idea of yeah where things came that's from, a good that idea. might help you when you get back home i'll try that <laughs> yeah so 
Did did you, when you started this? You said about a year ago. Yeah, it was last October. Okay. Did you envision this at all? No, no, <laughs> no, no idea, <laughs> because I was really busy uh, with yeah. a thought, like a one year old, uh, and I just like yeah. When my daughter was one year old, I got pregnant again, mm. so I was like tired and just trying to keep up no. the housework and stuff. So it was just more like a hobby. I didn't see. This got me. <laughs> and then you started going out to these different restaurants. Yeah. And then Ben, your husband, was saying, wait a minute, you're eating out an awful lot. I'm going to start showing up, too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So now, how do your taste and his, do you both like sort of the same types of foods, or are your tastes varied enough that you sometimes have slightly different opinions on stuff? When we first met, his taste was a little different than mine, mm -hmm. but now we've been married for almost four years. It's pretty much the same. Yeah, because yeah. he's eating your cooking yes. most of the time. So, so. I like yeah. foods foods that are really flavorful mm -hmm. and lots of seasoning. And he didn't grow up eating like um, foods that are too flavorful, like no. uh, like a lot of salt and things like that. Mm. So. That was kind of different for him, but he loves my cooking now. <laughs> now, you're saying flavorful and stuff like that. A lot of people might be going, okay, now by flavorful, does she mean like spicy to the point where you can't eat it without <laughs> no. having a glass of water right there? No, okay. No, not like that. Okay. Just like seasonings that, mm -hmm. I don't know, like um, thyme, um, salt, no. lots of salt and mm -hmm. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, because again, you mentioned that you were your family's from Brazil. Yeah. And so again, like on you know, Brazil, I'm thinking like a lot of the Latin American countries. Yeah. Pretty spicy food at times. Yeah. In Brazil, there's a variation of different foods. Yeah. Depending on the region. Mm -hmm. Where my dad is from, the food tends to be really spicy. Mm. But where, like, where I was born, I was born in Sao Paulo. It's not that. Mm. I mean, there are different kinds of foods, yeah. like in Canada, from well, all over the world. Yeah, it's so. the same as you know. There's restaurants in Prince George that are totally different from something you find in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're <laughs> in the same province. Yes. <laughs> now, where can people find the information about you? Like, you know, where where is your stuff posted? So so far, I only have an Instagram page. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called Tasting Prince George. Right. And I'm planning on creating a website. I have many plans for the future for yeah. this page because I think it's such a, a niche in the city. And I think it would be really successful to help people out yeah. and businesses too. So I'm going to, can I talk a little bit about sure. what I, yeah. yeah. So what I envision for the page is creating um, a cookbook, mm. a Tasting Prince George cookbook, right. where I go to different restaurants and partner with them and they would give me like recipes that they would feel comfortable mm -hmm. sharing, and then I would put I would put that in a cookbook, um, mm -hmm. showcasing the city's best restaurants. Okay. Yeah. So that's my my plan. Yeah. Um, it might happen like in the next year or so because it takes it takes a while to do yes. this. <laughs> yeah. So now you were saying earlier you've had some of the restaurants start reaching out to you now. Yeah. Have you had shall we say? common people, ordinary people, reach out to you and say, I saw your review on this restaurant. Have you tried this restaurant? Yes. Okay. Yes. There is a, a um, yeah, there's this guy. He, he He's a food, tr um, food driver. I'm oh, mm. sorry. Yeah. Truck driver. Yeah. 
and he travels around uh, Northern BC. So mm -hmm. he's always oh. go eating out in different yeah. restaurants, and then he always sends me pictures and <laughs> reviews. I also have a feature on Mondays called Tasty Monday Reviews, where I post different reviews from different people from okay. the city. So I, I'm always encouraging people to send me photos and their reviews so I can post on my page too. Now, when they're sending you reviews, do you ask them, keep it short, like not just food was good, but... They don't, yeah, don't don't write little. like a book and a half. Yeah, no. <laughs> short, but yeah. short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> even if the food wasn't sweet, even if the food yes. was more spicy yes. than sweet. But yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry, that was that was bad. That was bad <laughs> on my part. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> so, Tyene Beatty, food and traveler influencer, with the emphasis still on food at this point. Yes. What again is the site name on Instagram? It's at yeah. Tasting Prince George. All one word? Yes, Tasting okay. Prince George, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming in and talking to you. us today. Okay. <laughs> Take another quick break and be back with more after nine. The Prince George RCMP is currently investigating an arson that occurred during the September long weekend on the Mackenzie Lookout Forest Service Road. When employees returned to the site on Tuesday, September 4th, they found three of their machines burned beyond repair. The estimated cost of the damaged equipment is $1 million. If you have any information relating to this incident, please contact the Prince George RCMP's non-emergency line at 250-561-3300. An Agatha Christie classic comes to life with the mouse trap at Theatre Northwest. Filled to the brim with intrigue, humor, and shocking plot twists, The Mouse Trap will have you guessing right to the end. A popular presentation on theatrical stages around the world since 1952, The Mouse Trap is on through October 4th at Theatre Northwest. It's the first not-to-be-missed play of the season. Tickets are available Tuesday through Thursday from 11 to 5 at Studio 2880 and online at theaternorthwest.com. If you have a great garden this year and want to get a start on next year's garden, the Nachaco branch of the Public Library is holding a seed-saving workshop on Saturday from 1 to 3. You'll be getting seed-saving tips from the Prince George Master Gardeners and the David Douglas Botanical Garden Society. If you participated in the seed library, this is a chance to return your saved seeds to the library. The Seed Saving Workshop is a free drop-in event, Saturday from 1 to 3 at the Nechaco branch of the Public Library. The City of Prince George is accepting applications for the fall intake of the MyPG Community Grant. The grants help registered not-for-profits implement or enhance new and current projects and events which contribute to making Prince George a great place to live. Grants are available for as little as $900 and for as much as $2,500. Applications and full details are available through the Community Grants page under Community and Culture at PrinceGeorge.ca. The MyPG Community Grant application deadline is at 4.30, October 16th. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Now, <laughs> I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, Steve, but because um, this was something we had talked about earlier in the show when Colin Carson with Tourism Prince George was in to talk about the Long Table Harvest mm -hmm. and mentioned it to Thais Beattie when she was in. There, She and her husband, Ben, are food and travel influencers, and yes, they have been invited to the Long Table Harvest. <laughs> Colin had mentioned that, and we were going to talk about it a little bit with uh, Tyene, but completely slipped my mind. I think there it's because my mind is slippery. That's what I'm going to say. Your mind is slippery. Yes. But again, I would be interested, 
finding out from her afterwards, and it may even just be a question of checking her Instagram page after the long table harvest on the 29th, to see if there were any new restaurants there for her from Prince George, because all of the restaurants there are from Prince George. Mm-hmm. And she was saying most of what she and Ben have been doing is from Prince George. But there's a lot of restaurants in Prince George. Oh, God. Oh, what, it got 30-plus downtown? Yes. And that's not even counting the things. Like, that would not include um, Northern Lights Bistro. Nope. Because that's out right. of town. That's right. Anything that's out in... Pine View or anything like that would not be included in that count. No, it's amazing how many restaurants there are. Yeah. And the other thing that amazes me is how many different types of restaurants there are as well. Absolutely. You can yeah. you can sit down and dine oh. from anywhere around the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not, it's not like there's 30 burger places downtown. <laughs> no. There's a few burger places downtown. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I think most of the restaurants, especially the downtown core, sort of know sort of what their audience, if you will, is. And they will have some sort of a burger on the menu Mm -hmm. because they know that's all some people want. But um, they will try to offer something different. And, yeah, this this is something quite interesting. Like I had never talked to a food and travel influencer before. And because of her... Food and travel, like she's starting to get yeah. reviews coming back to her from out of town. Yes, and she's getting, she was saying as well, she started just going to the restaurants and posting the reviews, and lately she's had the restaurants reaching out to her and saying, could you come in at some point and try this dish of ours? And she was also saying, like that one truck driver she mentioned, people giving her ideas for restaurants that she maybe hasn't been to yet. Man, I think to a certain extent, anybody can be a food critic. Yes, you know the the, the biggest thing I think is, and I like this about her as well. Was she's quite emphatic on the point? She only does reviews if she likes it. <laughs> I find that, yeah, yeah, because as you say, it's so easy to be a critic. Well, the meal was fairly good, except the one piece of lettuce was a little bit wilted. So I'm only going to give it a three out of ten. No, come on, guy. No. And the other thing is, which works out for her in this sense as well, is she, it doesn't sound like she's letting people know in advance, oh, next week I'm going to go to Smith's Restaurant. So people aren't waiting to see the review of Smith's Restaurant, and when it doesn't show up for a couple of weeks, they're going, oh, it must have been bad food. <laughs> no, th- people don't know ahead of time where she's going to be going. Mm-hmm. So when she posts the review... And I'm glad to hear it is more than just those things which have become almost a joke lately where you know, somebody takes a picture of you know, the bowl of soup they're getting for lunch and posts it as if it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Well, tell us how you feel about it to start with. Mm-hmm. But uh, no. no. So that was good. And um, yeah, so again, Long Table Harvest, September 29th, out at Art Naps, west of town. And I get... I'm I can see them it. selling out. Oh yeah. Well, he I said can. the he said what, was it sixty tickets they had last year, eighty people at the table, but only sixty tickets because they needed some for like the restaurant people and the brewery people to enjoy the food as well. Mm-hmm. And he said they sold out in what a week. Oh, it's fast. I mean, for Prince George, that's ridiculous. Yeah, we we're, we're we're late. We're late. Yeah. 
So if you want a ticket to the long, I am thinking they should actually change the name to the long tables harvest this year because there's going to be two tables. What is the you long? Don't seem, you don't seem to be agreeing with me on this one, Steve. No, I'm not. No, no. okay. We got two long tables. Yes, okay. Both 60 feet. Yes. But um, the other thing, and I'll just mention this again because it's something that always, as a former newspaper person, drives me nuts when people say, this is the first annual event. No, it isn't. It's the first of what you hope will be an annual event. <laughs> but until you've got the second one, you can't say it's annual. There you go. This now is the second annual because, you know, we've talked to people on the show before, Steve, where they have an event and then they, they go, we're just going to try this event. And then the next year they do it again because it was a success. So now it's the second annual, but they never called the first and the first annual because they weren't sure if there was going to be a second. Yeah. And that's the way you should always approach it. You never know. But, um, oh, so again, long table harvest, September 29th, tickets tourismpg.com if there's any left. Mm-hmm. Again, more tickets this year, but they sell out quick, and this sounds like it's uh, quite the uh, tasting experience out there. And the biggest thing is all of the different dishes are paired with wines or beers from local... Or ciders. Yeah, from local establishments, but they've made sure they've got a shuttle to bring you back to town afterwards. Well, I don't know if I could drink wine and then a cider. No, or cider than yeah. wine. I'm trying to, I think the side. I think he said the cidery was um, with one of the appetizers. I, I don't the, like cider anyway. No, but I mean, you'd be you'd be drinking it early. It wouldn't be with one of the main dishes. If and you besides, would, so. I don't drink anyway. Oh, okay. Well, neither do I. But that's beside the point. <laughs> Anyways, before we get into our drinking habits or lack of same, um, Alan Wishart signing off. Uh, Kylie and Darren in tomorrow after nine. After nine is a weekday presentation of CFIS FM. After nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis Holt, Darren Guess, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith.